0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the very first episode of Around the NBA, a podcast where I'll be giving my thoughts on the latest news, transactions, teams, and players across the league. So since this is my first episode, I did just kind of want to let you guys know a little bit about me, not too much, uh, and why I'm doing this, just so you guys know who you're listening to, Uh, you know, but... Um, I do go by a lot of different names, but uh, most people just call me Dominguez, which I'm perfectly okay with. Um, I love the game of basketball. I've been watching and playing it for as long as I can remember. I study it, teach it, mostly on the court, if you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but I guess you could say um, that it was, it was my first love, but I'm not going to say that just because that's doing a little bit too much, so i'll stay away from that but um in terms of why i'm doing this well uh i've been wanting to do uh, something like this for the longest time and decided why not just do it right um the nba season is still early and coronavirus is still a thing so i felt like uh right now is the perfect time to start this and uh, i just love talking the game of basketball um among my peers among my friends so i decided just to give myself a platform as small as it may be <laughs> um and just to um yeah just have you know give my takes on basketball stuff uh, which may end up being controversial at times which i'm okay with and um uh, i hope that uh people interact with me on social media and stuff on 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 my takes which would be fun so yeah that's just a little bit of who i am and why i'm doing it and um If you guys are listening, thank you guys for joining, and I hope you guys uh, enjoy this first episode. Okay, so with that out of the way, let's get right into it. So the very first news story I would like to discuss on the show is the not-so-breaking news anymore because it happened last week. Is of the Houston Rockets trading James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets to create yet another super team in NBA history, um, this time with the likes of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. So, my initial thoughts were, wow. uh, I can't believe Houston actually ended up trading him. But, you know, the more I thought about it, I'm like, yeah, that actually kind of makes sense. And I'm not really surprised. But I'm just surprised that it happened the day after he had that post game interview where he basically said uh, there was no repairing his relationship with the houston organization i mean he cleared the guy Clearly, didn't want to be there anymore which is perfectly fine and then houston is on like a rebuild mode so it just made sense for both of them to part ways and um houston has been shopping him i know since the summer since they traded russ um they were just trying to find the right package deal, and i think they they clearly found it and i mean i think they're set up kind of nicely for the for the future and it just makes sense you know why have james around if he doesn't want to be there um and at this point of the organization where they're at it doesn't make sense for him to be there so um i guess after i thought about it it makes sense um i'm just shocked that um brooklyn actually ended up doing the trade just because they let go of a lot of their depth and um i guess their chemistry they they played pretty well last year um but they just kind of gave up a lot um for james so Um, do I think it's going to work? No, I don't believe so. I know a lot of people are saying it's NBA finals, uh, or bust. Um, some are even saying championship or bust, which I think it's a lot of pressure because a lot of people think, I think a lot of people forget, um, in 2011, when LeBron James went to Miami, they had some growing pains, you know, they struggled chemistry wise, um, as we all know. They lost in the NBA Finals to the Dallas Mavericks so to to put this pressure on them I mean it makes sense and I agree like they should be capable of winning the championship they should be winning able at least to get to the finals for sure with the roster that they have on hand but I think um they have a new head coach like completely new head coach to the league uh, and Steve Nash who I appreciate and I love and I think he's a he was a phenomenal player he's got a great basketball IQ. Um, so I think he 'll be a successful coach in this league maybe it doesn 't always pan out that way, but I believe he will, but I think they have a lot of they 're going to have to they 're going to have some identity issues early on so i don 't think it 's going to work maybe in the first season um, they looked pretty well um obviously this they, they looked pretty well um this weekend um, when they played the orlando magic um, james 's first game in brooklyn he he had a triple double like a thirty point triple double. Kevin Durant had 42, but again, they didn't have Kyrie. Um, so once Kyrie comes back, that might that those numbers should drop because, um, I mean, he's gonna have to get his shots up too. You know what I mean? So, and it'll be very interesting to see how they play once Kyrie is implemented um, into the lineup, just because James and Kyrie play very similar games. Um, a lot of dribble, uh, iso ball is their style. Uh, The only one that really has had some true experience in playing team basketball is Kevin Durant at this time in um, Golden State because when he was in uh, Oklahoma City with um, Russ, it was very similar offense but a little bit less unselfish. But, I mean, James playing with with Chris Paul should have worked out, but it didn't. So I'm just – I don't know. I just – I don't see once you implement Kyrie – how it'll completely work um like i said obviously their numbers are going to drop they're not going to be averaging maybe but one or two of them may but for all of them to be averaging 30 a game or 30 plus a game would be hard but you know i guess i can't say it's going to be impossible but i still don't think they're the best team in the east i still think the Boston Celtics are a better team um so Even though they may make the Eastern Conference Finals, they should. I still think the Boston Celtics will win in a seven-game series. I mean, they have um, Jason Tatum, who I believe is going to be top five in MVP votes. He hasn't lived up to that so far. It's still early in the season, but he hasn't really played like that so far. But Jalen Brown, man, he has been phenomenal so far this year. And he is the lead candidate for most improved player by far. I mean, the the guy is ridiculous, and the thing about both of them is that they play both sides of the ball. They both can defend and they both can score. So, I still think the Boston Celtics are the better team because of their depth, their chemistry, um, their coach. I just think, um, they're the ones that actually have going to the Eastern to the NBA Finals this season. Um, I just think yeah, they're they're just a better team than Brooklyn right now. Um, Brooklyn losing that depth is really going to hurt them um in the long run i still think they may be a solid team i could be surprised but i just don't see them working out this year even philly i think philly has a better team than them um just because again they have that depth and doc is a good coach i think he's slightly overrated but he's still solid um but again i think would i be surprised if brooklyn beat both of them no would i be surprised if brooklyn ended up in the nba finals no do I foresee that happening? No. <laughs> I just don't. Not this first year at least. Um, and even if they did, I still think the Lakers are still the best team in the league. Um, they got better this this offseason. Um, so I, I don't even I don't see them being the Lakers in a seven game series. It just depends on where LeBron James's gas tank is at. But it doesn't seem like this man runs on, on fuel, like he runs out of fuel. <laughs> the dude is a machine. He's ridiculous. Um so i still think the lakers are the better team um as well but in terms of the other team that was involved i mean there was a couple other teams that were involved but the other big team that was involved was obviously houston and i think they actually ended up winning this this trade because they set up their future kind of nice you know they got three first round picks and they got four pick swaps so they're set up for the future kind of nicely Obviously, the picks that they'd be swapping or getting from Brooklyn, they're not expecting them to be kind of high. But you can still find some valuable assets um, that low uh, in the draft. Or they're also tradable assets. So I think Houston got um, a nice little hole, um, to set up their future um, for future trades. As you can see, what they did with um, Karis Levert, who was one of the players that the Brooklyn traded to houston for james and then they traded him to indiana for uh, victor oladipo which seems like he might be traded again um he doesn't it it sounds like from reports it sounds like he doesn't want to be in houston which i don't blame him i mean he sounded like he wanted to go to a contender um i guess i think his most favorable destination is miami so we'll see what happens with oladipo but still i think houston got a nice little haul and i think they Short term, obviously, I think Brooklyn may have one have won the trade, but um, I think it only bought them a couple of years of being relevant, and then that's about it. I mean, James is early 30s, Durant early 30s, Kyrie is about to be 30, so they have mean a good four or five seasons together, um, and within that time, they could win up to two championships. Anything more than that would be, I don't know. I guess, again, it just depends on the rest of the league, but I don't see the future. (laughs) But for now, I I don't see them um, winning the championship. So that's my take on that. So the other story of discussion that I wanted to talk about um, is going to stay within the Brooklyn Nets organization. And it's um, involving the Kyrie Irving story that's been out for about a week and a half Um, since then. They have been able to locate the man. But the initial reports that came out were saying that the the organization, um, Steve Nash in particular, could not get in contact or locate Kyrie Irving. And my initial thoughts on this were, are you kidding me? Like, what in the world does he think he's doing? Who does he think he is? Like, it started off with um, the day of... A week ago, a week and a half ago where they had the, the 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 protesters at the Capitol building, the rioters at the Capitol building. Um I don't know if that triggered something within him to the point where he didn't want to play anymore, or he just didn't want to play for the time being. He needed a break because there were, you know, I guess more important things in the world going on um, than playing basketball. But my God, the way he went about it was Absolutely wrong. Okay. It was just absolutely completely Undis inexcusable and completely wrong. And this story was honestly probably one of the biggest reasons why I started I wanted it to start this week because I wanted to give my take on it before I got it even later. I know who am I? It is I I, I know. But Man, it just kind of frustrated me reading this stuff because, I mean, again, I don't know everything that's going on. You know, I don't live with Kyrie. I'm not Kyrie. I'm not within the organization. I don't know anything that's going on. I'm just viewing this from the outside looking in, you know. And from the outside looking in, this looks bad because if you're if he's going to say, look, I don't feel like I'm on a play right now because of other things that are happening in this world that are more important, that's fine. That's perfectly fine. But the fact that you're dodging... You know, your boss, essentially your coach, you know, for whatever the reason is like that is ridiculous. Just tell him what is going on, because I'm as speaking from someone who has a corporate job, you know, someone that has a boss and has people I have to report to. If I did what he did, I probably would have lost my job, you know, and this guy's paying getting paid 30 plus million you know, twenty five plus million. This guy's getting paid millions, right? And my my stance on it is, if you can't have your cake and eat it too. You again, you can get paid to play basketball and not play basketball. You know, like I get it. You might feel a certain type of way about the what's going on in the real world, but you don't think there are other players in the league that feel the same way, but they still go and do their job, like including like myself. You don't think normal civilians feel a certain type of way but they still got to continue to do their job like that is your job at the end of the day yeah people are gonna say well that's a game it's a game but at the end of the day it's his career that's his job that's what he's getting paid to do and the fact that you can't even report to what you're doing and where you're at come on man like let's be adults here and then it got worse because then they started the nba the league started investigating him attending a birthday party maskless in the middle of a pandemic like again who do you think you are you know what i mean like i get it it's just it was his reports were indicating that it was his sister's birthday and i guess his dad's birthday is the same day but it seemed like what they were celebrating was his sister's birthday i get it again that's your sister you know what have you you know you want to celebrate but at the same time again again Normal civilians have sacrificed that that um, that ability to do that because it's in the middle of a pandemic. A lot of people didn't get together with their family for Thanksgiving, didn't get together with their family for Christmas because of COVID, and you're out here breaking COVID rules that's in place, not just by the country but by your employer, the NBA, and you're breaking those rules. So that's the second strike right there. And then the other thing was what kind of gets you to, to believe that he was feeling maybe a certain type of way because of what was happening in the real world. He was in some type of Zoom meeting with um, – I'm not – some type of general, I believe. I'm not – I can't – I don't know who it is. I don't have the report up. But um, it seemed it was more so for, um, you know – being progressive and um, fighting for uh, racial equality and human equality, which is great, which is perfect. Like, there's nothing absolutely wrong with that. But um, it was, I don't, based off the reports that were saying, you know, that he was in that Zoom meeting while the team was in the middle of a game or about to start a game, right? So, all these things, it's like, come on, man. Like, being a doll about it, just, Tell people what you're feeling or how you're feeling or what you want to do. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know if NBA players have sick days, but it seemed like they had in the past couple of seasons with, uh, you know, taking their time management. <laughs> Most regular people probably call it, you know, PTO. They call it time management, <laughs> which is perfectly fine. But it's like communicate, man, be an adult and communicate those things. And you can't just be MIA, you know what I mean? Like, it just puts yourself and the team. It just gives a bad look, you know. And as Stephen A. put it from uh, first take on ESPN, I mean, he was calling for this man to retire, and it was more so for the fact that, you know, he was putting himself above the rest of the league, and he was making it seem like how he put it, he can't walk and chew gum at the same time, which you certainly can, like and. Across the leagues, NBA, NFL, other sports leagues, players are philanthropists, but are also players at the same time. You know, LeBron James does it. Um, J.J. Watt is another person that comes to mind from the Houston Texans and the NFL. Those are just, you know, other players across the leagues do this. So why can't you? You know, who? what makes you think you're above everybody else? I just think it was a very bad look. And if it were anybody else, a regular civilian, they probably would have lost their jobs and they would have been fired. And it just, you know, it is just ridiculous to me. Now, <laughs> this is interesting because what I've seen on social media, what I've seen, you know, people make jokes and memes about there are they believe to a certain extent uh, some type of conspiracy that Kyrie actually orchestrated this whole thing to help the nets push for James Harden, right? And so the net or the Houston Rockets lose interest in Kyrie. <laughs> now, if he did that, okay. That is <laughs> This man is playing chess while everybody's playing checkers. Like that is <laughs> that is ridiculous and that is insane if he did that if he did that and it worked by dang like that's smart i don't think that's the case i don't think he really did that if he did wow that's amazing because now after that happened oh look kyrie's ready to play he didn't play this weekend he didn't play on saturday because he was taking protocols which okay good good for you man like all right you're it seems like you know, you're taking responsibility, you're taking accountability, which is great, you know. But I don't know if Kyrie did that on purpose to <laughs> to uh get the Houston Rockins to lose interest in him. <laughs> so the Nets wouldn't trade him and just acquire James Harden without having to trade him. So if that were the Nets plan and that was Kyrie's plan, that is that is some next level stuff. That is chess level stuff. <laughs> And that, that'd be impressive, but we'll never know if that were actually – I just think, you know, to me it sounded like he just didn't want to play because there were more important things going on, which is kind of sad to say because a lot of these players, I would imagine that they love the game of basketball. And that's one thing that Stephen A. Smith was also saying. Um, sorry, I'm referencing Stephen A. a lot, but I just – that was like one of the few people that I was – or one of the main people I was listening to give their takes on this topic um it just seemed like he had put other things in priority uh ahead of the nba ahead of his career which is you know i get because yes at the end of the day it's a game but it's also your career and a lot of these guys love the game of basketball because it's basketball you know and at the end of the day it's your job you know so i think he just needs to be should have been more responsible in that aspect and should just Tell people, communicate, your head coach, the organization, how you're feeling. You know, if you need a couple days off mental for uh, mental reasons, that's perfectly fine. You know, Um, everybody has mental issues just because you're this famous, wealthy basketball player doesn't mean you're not going to have mental issues. Everybody has mental issues and everybody needs a mental break from time to time. And if that's what he needed, okay, I can understand that. But he should just he should have done a better job at communicating. That's all. So there you have it, folks. So again, thank you guys so much for for those of you listening. Um, Thank you guys for joining. And again, it's my first episode, so uh, I only hope to improve from here. Make sure you guys comment, like, review, subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify i hope to have some social media pages up and running here soon and once i do i will make sure to provide those to you guys may follow those as well Uh, again thank you guys so much and i'll see you next week